days Let your problems dissipate I'm chill out Let those worries leave your mind A bit chill out Just unwind and have a good time what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy T. Yeah, it's your man B. And you on the ride up. Yeah. Episode <laughs> nine. Episode nine. Hey, we have a we special guest ahead. today. So, so, yeah, we have a special on, guest okay. today. My brother. My brother. <laughs> Demetrius <laughs> Blue. How's it going, man? Inner vision. Did I, did I get it right? Response of intervention. Res response intervention coordinator. Okay. Uh, and you work in uh, DC public uh, charter schools. Correct. Correct. And, and Out new. of uh, Southeast. That too. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget that well, part. That's, that's that. Thanks for joining yeah, us today. Yeah. It's been a it's, I'm glad my pleasure. on the show. It's my pleasure to be here, man. Where we starting at, bro? We got a couple of things we got to talk about. So we're going to you know talk what? about you know what? We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. We're going to talk about okay. Martellus Bennett. We're going to talk about the NFL in general. We're going to talk about the NBA returning. We're going to talk about John Wall. And, we, you know, we, we're going to get into some things. So, but first, uh, since we have Blue here, uh, Blue, I want I want people to know uh, what 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 does your title mean? Okay. You don't want to give me your title. What does it mean? What are you doing for the right. school system? Gotcha. So my job is to uh, I come into schools and I work with kids who are struggling uh, with uh, meeting academic standards, uh, meeting behavior expectations. Um, I create uh, intervention plans, which is a plan for them, uh, a supports to put in place to help them uh, boost academic behavior performance, sometimes social-emotional, uh, depending on exactly what the scholar needs. So uh, a myriad of different things. <laughs> that's a mouthful. <laughs> so over the, the, the last week or so, a lot, of, a lot of things have been going on uh, in America and across the world. Uh, and we're not even talking about the pandemic anymore. We're talking about the fight for justice. And both Brian and myself have, have made conscious efforts to try to avoid the conversation on air, not because we are afraid to talk about it. We talk about it all the time. But we, we, we prefer to give the people something else to talk about so that it's not the only thing we're talking about. Like, we want to be able to have more than just right. one discussion. You know, we want to be able to say, you know what? I still like to watch movies. I still want to play video games. I still want to go to the park. I still want to vacation. You know, so I don't have to put, you don't have to necessarily put those things aside as if they don't exist and also be a freedom fighter or, or care or pay attention to the political climate. Uh, like I, like I know that Blue did, I did. Uh, I hope uh, people who were able to uh, vote went out and did their part and, and, and voted uh, earlier this <clears> week. <throat> and I think, I, think I can't speak for the, the entire United States or even out of this county, but I know uh, Prince George's County did a great job at assisting their residents in uh, getting their votes in. And I was really proud to be... Uh, a Prince George's County resident. So that's what's up. So, you know, when we do this, we, we off the cuff a lot of time. And sometimes stuff just falls in our laps. We wake up this mm -hmm. morning Correct. and and we get to see that the whole world is taking a, a shit on Drew Brees. Boy was Twitter there for him to do that, right? Not only Twitter, like like NFL greats, his teammates stomped on his head over the last twenty four hours. You know what I mean? His own teammates, yeah. Michael Thomas was on there, like Kamara was doing. It. Like he was. Oh, Mike Malcolm Jenkins, another teammate. Like the only person that kind of jive like cape for him that was an NFL, a black NFL player, was Joe Horn, which I mean, whatever. But um, yeah, like 
four years after the fact of Colin Kaepernick kneeling, we have to still hear the rhetoric that is disrespectful to the troops or to the flag or to this country. And it was just like, it's the new work, new term, new cliche is read the room, Drew. Like you, you came out and said that with your whole ass chest. It's been four years, my nigga. Like, what are you talking about? Let's, that's not, that's not what we're doing. And, and we know what we're doing because a man got suffocated by a knee a week ago. That's what we were talking about the whole time. And then just, let's just go into the, like the, the just the, the, um, the, um, the sim- symbolism of a kneel. A kneel, kneeling is showing servitude to something. So if, in my opinion, I don't, like, I don't like to see people kneeling for the flag or whatever, just out of that. But if that's your, if that's your protest, I get it. But, don't, but then you're, you're interrupting, you're, you're, you're disrupting that and talking about disrespecting the flag. Still, four years later, Without provocation, all he was asking about was, "Do you are you going to stand with your black teammates?" <laughs> like, all you had to do was say, "Yes, I stand for injustice, like quick reform, um, exactly, and, 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 and trying to give us equality, equity in this in this country with my black brothers in, in, in arms." That's all he had to say. He went out his way and talking about his grandfather. Nobody cared about your grandfather, bro. Like our grandfathers was getting beat. It was is in World War Two and getting home, coming home beat by you know what I mean beat by six by, by, by police man. What are you talking about, fam? Come on, Slim. Then he gets on Instagram. He did. He he said this. He doesn't say he was wrong. He is absolutely abjectly wrong. Period. He wants to stand by policy. That's all cool. I want to see him do it. I don't want to hear it no more. But the thing about his apology that I disagree with, his apology said that he wanted to step up and be a leader in the black community. How oh, yeah, can Drew Brees, how can Drew Brees be a leader in the black community? <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what the black community is going through. And I, I believe that a lot of racists are hijacking the whole kneeling thing, right? To create the narrative that we're kneeling to disrespect troops. That, that's, our whole, that's their whole way of not dealing with the problem that we're going through in the country is by hijacking the narrative and making it about disrespecting veterans. Colin Kaepernick has never said that he was disrespecting veterans. He spoke out and said that that's not what he's doing. And right kneeling now, was, shows us the kneeling was the, the kneeling was the compromise. Kneeling was the compromise that, to respect the troops. If that was the case, like him sitting down for the the, the, the national anthem does not disrespect nobody. Period. Uh, Hundred thousand people in the stands. That, that down was for the damn protest. national anthem every other day until people brought it up. So right, that was the protest originally. But then he talked to um, um one of them balance, one of the military guys, and and I, I can't remember his name. I'm not gonna. I don't even care to remember his name. It's all good. Respect to him. And he's he chose dealing, which I mean you can disagree, agree with that on the other end as well, but. At the same time, in no way, saying disrespect, it was disrespect to the anthem or the troops is propaganda, and you fell for it. And I don't, I don't respect anybody that falls with Trump for Trump or that 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 GOP type propaganda that they put out there. Because, like you said, Blue, it, all it is 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 obfuscating the facts that in this country, police brutality and just in general. Black, the black communities around this country are underserved. It's not no, no, fat, exactly. no, so, no so rational this, reason for it. This, this is why I like to have these conversations with uh, the people who, who have opinions that I respect. Not necessarily opinions that I have to agree with, but that I respect because I feel as though if I have a conversation with one of you uh, gentlemen, you'll be able to uh, elaborate and eloquently speak your 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 opinion and the one thing that because I when I when I contacted Brian earlier this morning and I was and I asked because I said you know I actually liked uh the apology and I, I think I represent the sect of the black community that has a lot of forgiveness in their heart and you know 
and it's 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 sad because a brother of mine may do something less, you know, detrimental, and I hold a grudge with him. Not these per, per se, but just what I the way that person represents itself. So for him to come in and issue a lengthy apology, going over a lot of different saying pieces of this puzzle that I miss on the most important parts. And I probably wouldn't have thought that had I not had a conversation with you, had we not been talking about it right now. And then one of the other things oh. that I forgot about was, and, and by the way, the, the veteran that Brian was talking about was Nate Boyer, by the way, the, uh, the retired Nate army Boyer. of Ray. So don't pick and don't pick and choose what you offend. Like, listen, offense is offense. Something doesn't have to offend you in order for it to be offensive. Just because I can take a joke doesn't mean uh, it's a joke to somebody else. You gotta respect somebody's uh, sensitivity on any issue. Now, it, it shouldn't have taken for Donald Trump to come out and just blast NFL players. Why? Because he's saying the same thing that people who wear your black your black co coworkers, that's what they are, that's your friends. They're not your brothers. Y'all not at war right. together. They're your co-workers right. and y'all at work. That's exactly what you right. are, Drew Brees. They're your co-workers. Right. They're what right. these same racists, these same bigots are wearing your brother's jerseys, your your quote-unquote brother's jerseys. You know, they're wearing Michael Thomas jerseys, but then they're going home and they're going on, they're going on on, on their Facebook lives and, and doing the the uh the challenges where you're kneeing on people's necks and shit like that. Let me know you will pull up on somebody if they do that. Right. If, if you see your neighbor doing that, I want to see a video where you just got arrested for slapping the shit out somebody. That's what I want to see. That's, so what that's standing right. beside your brother to me. Right. He was just playing his part to keep silent. You know what I mean? Let's just get this out the way. Dan Snyder kneeled. He, he done gave yeah. a million dollars. He gave, he's giving million do, millions of dollars to, uh, to Donald Trump. So, and, and uh, you know, I mean, whatever. I, 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 can't, I can't call him a racist. I, I don't know. Van Stoddard kneeled. Jerry Jones kneeled. And right, they were Jerry kneeling. But, but they were kneeling for racial inequality. They were kneeling right. to show unity. Unity. Right. Not racial inequality. Right. It's not the right. same thing, you know what I mean? So yeah, again, it wasn't, it wasn't they the had hijacked thing. the narrative and made it convenient right. for everyone to, to right. kneel. But but then when right. it was unpopularized, nobody's supposed to kneel anymore. Or you become the bad guy. Right. Right. Or you're disrespecting the flag. You know what I mean? It's not about that. So no, and then in 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 further contrast to to, to kneeling, which is a peaceful protest, we saw these white people armed in state houses. Yes. With, with AR-15s yelling, mm -hmm. pushing, and disrespecting police in a state house, in several state houses. With camo. Now, you contrast camo. that. <laughs> your dog with, yeah, with all of that, yes. Because they couldn't go to the barbershop. Then you contrast that with this one. That was last month. That was a month and a half ago. Then you contrast mm -hmm. that to this. You have people outside, and they already gearing up a riot gear. It's not like they responding; they're preemptive with the riot gear. But, but you, but you also gas. have to talk about the difference in response. You got to talk about the way the nation responded to those people standing with AR-15s on the steps of their, you know, uh, legislation houses versus how they responded to the protesters. Donald Trump tweeted, uh, "Someone needs to talk to these right. good people who are standing outside with AR-15s." We're kneeling outside the White House and we're thugs, right? Think about right. the narrative. It's crazy. But it's it's so transparent that we see it, but how do they not see it? So that's, that's why I'm like, I'm at the point where I don't want to, I'm not explaining nothing to nobody. No more. I'm good on that. I've explained enough. You can see it for your eyes or you don't have to. It's about action now. It's not about, I don't want to see no performance art. I don't want to see nobody kneeling for real. Yeah. Not no police. Give up some power. Tell, tell, the, tell your police union, tell your police union to, shut, to sit down when somebody is, somebody is known to brutalize people and be in, in, in illegal activity instead of taking up for them. That's so, just about action. I don't want to see no police chief. I don't want to hear no police chief talk about they, they about all this peace, all, all this reform. Dog. So, Dog Brian, have let me, the power, bro. Let me, let me ask yeah. you this, Brian. Out of all of the 
the NFL players, former and present, uh, who mm-hmm. whose words resonated the most with you? Whose words do you think pierced the the issue uh, the most? I liked um, the kids that didn't hasn't even played the NFL down there. Two of them. Uh, I like Trevor Lawrence's statement. I like Joe Burrow's statement. I, I I'm not even big fans like. And and funny thing is, Trevor Lawrence's head coach is an is a is a is a is an alleged racist. Said nigger on on, on to, to a, a player. So wow. Trevor Lawrence's Trevor Lawrence's uh yeah Dabo yeah, look at look look into Dabo Swing. Trevor Lawrence's statement, I liked it. I, I was I was appreciative of it. I think Aaron Rodgers had had a good statement, but I just I see it all in the backdrop of they could all could have stood up and been behind Cap. Everybody, uh-huh. all the players that were in the league in in twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen, and I just, I just, I, I, I hear you. That's cool, but you know, it, it, that that still that that tints it, that poisons it a little bit for me. And, and, and the thing is, back then I remember them begging an elite white quarterback to step up to to yeah. give the nearly more. I don't want to say validity, but to give it more. Um, I don't leverage. know to, to make it's it more leverage. respected. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It was leverage. But, leverage but, your whiteness but, but none, against none this. of them would step up. No, nobody wanted to give up. No type of nothing. No type. No, they didn't want to lend their credibility to it. So it's it's all good. We saw it. We saw it four years ago. You can talk about it now because it's so mm-hmm. much in your face. This is the this is the upteeth time. This is another hashtag that. And the reason I think. This is happening. We saw Amar Arbery. That was one week, and then we saw we heard about Beyonce Taylor and a uh, homie that got, <clears throat> you know, struck down on, on Facebook Live, and then we saw yeah. George Floyd being crushed, hand hand. He he died by somebody's hand. It wasn't somebody shooting him. It's a little different. Yeah, you know I mean, and, we, saw, and, and, we saw Walter Scott get shot in the back. And, and it's a little different. You just see him fall down. It's kind of like it, it's, 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 it's you you you, t- you detach from it a little bit. It's still sickening to me, but I can see how somebody can detach from that. But you see the the look on the policeman's the police officer's face of like just plain like apathy, and it's and and, and just like anger and just because you're asking him to get up, like. You're 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 just silencing another a black man's life, and there's right. there's people there telling them to get the get off of. It's it just mm-hmm. it just it resonated a little bit different, I think, than everything else. Yeah. Even though we've seen people die on camera. So and another thing with George Floyd is the officer laid on his neck for eight minutes. He yeah, had that's, that's eight it. minutes to correct his actions. That's a long eight time. minutes. It's a long time. He thought that's about a that. long time. About yeah. He was making a conscious decision to kill this man, and and, and Teo, the uh, the um, the um, yeah. Oriental cop, he had the best perspective because he was looking at Floyd's face. You watched this man die, and you're complicit mm-hmm. because you didn't say anything. You could have said, "Yo, he's dying," but you didn't say I, anything. I, I, so at this, some this, point, like at some point, the, the the humanity in yourself has to be like. At least put him in in a, in a squad car. Yes. Uh, take over for him, like hold him down or something. But like, yo, come on, like that was just despicable. It was it was despicable, man. I can't even watch the video. Like, I watched it. I, I didn't watch it. it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I I've didn't seen watch it twice. Video. I can't even make it through. I mean, you see this man I die. Watched it once. I, you literally watched this man die. Yeah. I'm done watching black men die at the hands of the police, or or really anybody for real, for real. I don't like like seeing people get like. I've seen people like put up like Jones where you disease and shot like getting slept. You know what I mean? By like drive-bys or whatever. And I'm like, dog, like, what's the purpose of even looking at that? But that's that's a, another side. But whatever, man. Uh, yeah, it was it's disturbing. It's so, disturbing, and that's it's so random. Like I can just it's any day one of us can catch it. Like, that's that's, it, that's it, a scary. Because part. I look like me. Yeah, this man died over twenty dollars. He what died I'm, over twenty dollars. That what is I'm crazy. Having a problem with is that the fact that people feel like they need to say not all cops are bad cops. 
No, no, no that's, that's not, a, that's not the way know, you look at it. Like, hey, to you, all of you who don't know that we know, we know that there aren't all bad cops. This isn't about right. the good cops. This is about the bad cops. This is about the cops who are on the sideline who, who want to convince themselves that they're good cops while while nurturing the actions of the bad cops by not coming forward, by not saying on the spot, yo, don't do this. Oh, sometimes you have a you have a, you have a habit where you almost go down the wrong path, and it just takes a friend to say, uh, "Yeah, nah, we 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 not doing this." And you, and you simply say, "You know what? You're right. I was tripping. What was I thinking about?" It's it's hard for me to believe that that can't be the same case there. If you are a person, if you are a cop who who is upholding the law, it's going to have more of an accountability for your counterparts who are not. They're going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. let, me, let me be more of my P's and Q's. And also, the more that you do good, it, 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 it helps eradicate the, the, the behavior. So, all, I'm, I was so happy to hear all four of those guys are arrested. Uh, I, I, we sit back and we wait to see uh, what type of charges they'll catch. I don't think they'll all get uh, second-degree murder charges, though. Yeah, I, I mean... If if they're not all convicted, I would hate to see the aftermath in terms of protests of what are going to take place. I don't think we're talking protests if it doesn't happen. I don't want to be right when it comes to, you know, my 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 gut feeling. I, I've said it several times. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another civil war in our lifetime. I agree. I agree. And, and this... This, the fact that everybody's still because nobody's working and they have nothing but time, nothing but, they're not distracted by the day-to-day working. Everybody's looking at, you don't, you have no choice but to see what's going on. People are getting pissed and they want to find something to do, they have that, they do with that energy. And if you give them a right right to pause to do something with that energy, then you're going to have people just going at it. That's exactly as simple as that. I do want to speak on one thing also. Um, I want to talk about some of these um, people who aren't black, who are defacing uh, property, who are um, destroying um, buildings. I feel that rage. You're just there to get your amusement. It's like an amusement park. You you need to, you're not an ally, get off the field. That's it. Like, that rage in me wants me, I want to burn the police station. Like, that's what, that's how I feel sometimes. Whether I do it or not, I'm not going to put that on, 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 on a record, on, on record. But that's valid to me. Anybody else who feels that is valid to me as a black man or a black person, period, that's valid to me. That, that feeling, that anger is valid. You doing that to, you know, take over our legitimate feelings for your, whatever your agenda is, is invalid. And understand that. Telling people to oppress, how to deal with their oppressor is not the answer. Yeah. But, but, well, but this is my thing. That came also. out in a second. Yeah, that, that came out this morning. But this is my thing. If this brother has coronavirus, right, and he has all of these ailments, heart disease, high blood pressure, would he still be asymptomatic? Of course not. No. Right? The coronavirus feeds off of people who already have uh, illnesses and weakened conditions. This brother was asymptomatic. So that shows you that he was healthy. Right. Right. Exactly. That's a good point, Joe. So, uh, gentlemen, I want to I want to bring up uh, Mr. Martellus Bennett. Okay. Because you know, just like uh, him and his brother always do, they take it to the tenth degree, and I'm always here for it. So, <laughs> so uh, Martellus, in addition to talking about uh, George Floyd and 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 the the protests that are going on right now he took the opportunity to take some some real nice uh shots at the nfl uh uh big uh i think what sparked it for him was not just the drew Brees uh comment but also uh
Vic Fangio from uh, Denver, who who said that racism didn't exist in the NFL, and I think I think that uh, set uh set him off. And I think everybody was sort of responding negatively to a lot of these these statements that the teams were putting out anyway. So you had that, and he mm. just he just went off. And I thought I thought that that was a really you know. Right. I, we need more players. He said, "Set them off." We need more players like like him, players who aren't afraid to speak. Like, listen, you're gonna make your million dollars if you are responsible with your money. That doesn't mean you have to keep your mouth shut. There are there are dangers to you know speaking your mind. I'm in the I'm in the uh, hospitality business, and there are things that I would like to say that I can't say because they are dangerous. I'm not a millionaire. I'm, I can't make I, I can't make my living and, and be good in a year, and then you know go and set off in the sunset with my family. I don't have that type of money in my my field. But these NFL players, they do. They have that type of money, and unfortunately, not enough of them come out and speak against the oppressive mind state. Uh, we talked about it a few months ago with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and everybody went crazy, like, yo, how could we trade DeAndre Hopkins? Well, if that player is pissed off at the way the coach views him as a black man, that's hmm. how you trade him, because he says, yo, trade me. I'm not playing for this dude. He doesn't respect black people. He doesn't, he doesn't understand where we come from. He doesn't understand the type of things that we deal with, and he and he was speaking recklessly. And I feel sorry for any other player that has to go through that on that team. Just looking at the quarterback situation, of course there's racism in the NFL. I want to talk, uh, before we get into the Dak uh, conversation, because I want I want you to talk about uh, a particular Twitter beef you had the, uh, the other day. All right, what's a, what's a new decade without me, uh, you know, beefing with sports talk radio hearts? Um. All right. So I'm I'm fed up with 106.7 the fan. I'm I'm fed up with sports talk, especially in this area, because of the demographics. How I am technically the majority, or at least close to it, but we don't see any faces that look like me unless they were a, a pro athlete. I'm 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 tired of that, and I've been tired of that for years. And I've said I've said as much. We've had conversations. Shout, shout out to uh, everybody that follows me on Twitter. Everybody I follow on Twitter. We have these conversations. Which is Twitter, Redskins Twitter, and just you know, and everybody that follow me. We've had these conversations. Shout out to Oz. Uh, shout out to um, Troy Halliburton. Shout out, shout out to uh, Mr. DC Sports, Damo out there, um, and all and all and all the Oz. Um, so I saw a tweet. That, that uh somebody brought back up about um with EB who's uh I don't know if you're familiar with the um, sports junkies blue. Absolutely. Um but they're on one they're they the morning drive on, on 1067 fan. And yep. he says in this tweet, he basically kind of like says it's the, it's not a right good it's not good to protest during the, the, the national the national anthem. Basically, he was he was one of those, right? Okay. So um, that was he, he said that tweet four years ago. Somebody else brought it up, and I, I then quoted it with my own thing. You're signing on this, and I bet you're not saying nothing about what's going on right now, right? And nothing happened. He didn't say nothing. That was that for an hour. People was liking it, retweeted like 15, 20 times before. And people saying, yeah, I've I been stopped listening to them. I've been stopped listening to them. I said, oh, yeah, I've been stopped listening because they try to, they, they talk about our slang here, our area slang, and say they basically made, like, they, I feel like they, their, their, their conversations lean toward they invented it. He was, then, that's what got him mad. That, that's what got him angry. You're a liar. He told, he called me a liar. I heard he this said, conversation. He said, you a liar. I lied. Wow. Because I stopped listening to you because you talk about si the word Sice and Young and Joe, whatever the hell else you say, that's from here. Uh -huh. And you, you, you think you, you, you created something or people think you created it and you go with it. The people from Centerville uh, never heard of our, our, our slang and you, and you go with it. 
because you fake for you you from PG County when the PG County was still half white. You understand? <laughs> yeah, 70s, 80s. You're not from PG County, my dude. Huh? Did he block you yet? No, nah, he ain't blocked me. That I respect that. I respect that he didn't block me. I respect that he didn't block me. But I'm, you I'm done with all like of these five block lists. Oh yeah, I'm on, I'm on a few. I'm on a few, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, man. I was. I'm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And and the reason why that's the reason why they got the nickname 1067 the Clan on Twitter because of these types of things. He then then he wants to go into like you. You're talking about slang. We're talking about another dead black man. You're worried about what protest is correct. But you ain't right. you ain't say shit about that. It's like, oh, I don't say anything because that causes more division. Who dividing who? Dividing who, my G? You're dividing uh, races from people that actually see things for what they are. Yes. You should probably be on that one side, my G. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, his whole perspective was off. I was like, yeah, you need to apologize, to Kaepernick, on on air, bro. Y'all use way too much. Yeah, y'all y'all use way too much airtime. To bring people on, whether or not you did personally, or one of your four co-hosts did, three co-hosts, to denigrate that man and add it to why he was blackballed. So you need to get on and, and, and apologize personally. This bomber just keeps going on about whether or not I lied about whether or not they invented sites. Sites. Shut the fuck up. You know, and it's funny. It's funny because you, I saw you retweeted, retweeted uh, Martellus, one of his, his comments about it, uh, earlier uh, yesterday, where he said, uh, sports media folks play a role in the frame of the negative narratives around black players too. A lot of you yes. motherfuckers are racist as well. And I, yes. that's exactly what you're talking about, where it's like, yo, when you continue that narrative, you feed, you, you, you feed the beast. Right. So I'm if not, you I'm not interested in yeah. come out and come correct. Yeah, I'm not interested in going back and forth with somebody that wants to wants to put a black man in, in a in a box, an effigy. I I'm I'm calling all y'all out, making all types of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars off of black men and women and athletics, but you secretly hate them. Zabin, Steve Zabin, Chad Dukes. All you bombers, I'm not with it. We gonna screen cap, we gonna screenshot, we gonna we gonna we gonna sound bite this one. I'm not with it. That needs to end right now. Whether you're on 980, 1067 the fan, ESPN, Fox Sports News, and shout out to uh, Jason Whitlock asking for more money, and they said, Yeah, we'll get another coon. Get out of here. We I'm with all that. If you hate black men. But you talk about them and make your money off of them. Get out! I don't, don't want to hear Will your Kane. voice no more. Don't forget uh, Will Kane. Well, yeah, Will Kane. Yeah, absolutely. He out there too. Secretly, yeah. Colin Cowherd too. Yeah, to him. Jim Rome. You you be fake. You want to be fake black so bad? Come on, fam. Nah, that's that day is done. That's over with, bro. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. What? Hate, you want to hate the man. You hate the people. It's like everybody want to, like, this is what Paul Mooney said. Everybody want to be a nigga to, you know what I mean? Like, come on, son. Nah, bro. I'm out. I'm off of it. And I call him out, and I'm going to call him out every week. Everybody want to be getting to his time to be a nigga, man. So get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. So I feel I, like I'm off of you, sort of, you sort of like snuck Colin Coward's name in there. Nah. Yeah. He wanted the front runners. You know why? Because if you look at a lot of the players who he's constantly bashing, they all have something very similar to them, don't they? They, yeah. they have uh, individ individuals from the hood, you know, not the, not the yes sir, no sir player. Most notably, John Wall. Any of the, a lot of the yeah. guys from Kentucky. A lot of those guys who aren't who are right. busting the system, the guys who who will, who will, you know, if they didn't have to, they wouldn't even go to college. But they if they have to do one and done. They will at least go somewhere where they got a chance to win now. And right. and and Colin, you know, he clearly has an opinion about that type of stuff. 
He's been on John Wall's case since his rookie season because he danced at a pregame. Right. Right. That's crazy. He danced not, at a yeah, pregame. No, I'm, 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 I'm totally – yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's why I brought him up. And it's not to say low-key. He just, he just better at hiding it. It's just like Trump revealed all the racism behind the um, GOP policies. They, they, were, they were good at hiding. They were good about manipulating it so you can hide behind disguises. Right. With the dog whistles. Colin Cowherd is, is a perfect example of that. So, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're no, just standing on that, Brian. Let's, I want to talk about that. Um, this, this is one of the reasons why, uh, why Blue is on the show today. Uh, yesterday, he had sent me uh, a post about uh, Dak Prescott donating $1 million to <clears throat> police training. And mm-hmm. at the surface, I, I think it's a, a a valiant effort. But Blue and a lot of other people feel differently. So I'm interested in hearing um, your uh, thoughts on that. Blue, what, what, okay. what's your opinion on that, Blue? So, so this is the thing that stuck out to me. The budget for Los Angeles County, LAPD police, <laughs> is $3 billion. $3 billion. If you can't train a fleet of cops with $3 billion, what the hell is a difference is a million dollars going to make? Versus him donating that money to the neighborhoods who are effective, are effective the most by systematic oppression, right? I looked at CNN tweeted something yesterday. It said the average, uh, the median income in black communities is 41000 The median income in white communities is 71000 right? And that's before, that's before, that's before the drop in unemployment, right? Our communities are struggling. The police departments are flourishing in terms of economic value. That, a million dollars would have went much further in a grassroots movement, know your rights movement, Something like that, or just investing in the community. Think about the areas that where the police precincts are located. They're located in the hood, right? More police does not mean less crime. More police has never mean, meant less crime. So, facts. What are we really investing in? That's all great points. I always, I don't understand why people think high crime area um, means you need to put more cops in. That doesn't. That doesn't solve anything um, in high poverty, high crime areas. I, I, it's it's really like crime is the end result of poor education, poor um, living conditions. It's not the it's not the beginning. So why are you pouring so much money in the end and not at the root at the beginning? And I think people are so like um, wrapped up at the end result and don't understand you need to start at the root. Um, his one million dollars. Yeah, I agree. Like we we just saw um we we just saw um LA LAPD cut their budget by 150 million. Like they had 150 million to cut. I'm sure PGPDs is about the same. Do you think that more training would have changed Derek Chauvin's mindset? Would have stopped him from murdering this man in the street? It's, I don't think it's all about training. I think it's a lot about perspective and mindset. I, I, agree. I don't think no amount of training would have, would have stopped that. How can, okay, here, this is the question. How can training help that situation? If you are, if you have proper training, like, I don't, like I said, I don't know, I don't know if the money going to training is exactly what's needed, but if you have more competent officers employed, that, that cop that we, that we wish that would have been there, that would have been like, wait, what are you doing? Maybe that we can't change uh, the cop that killed him, but we could have maybe put a cop in place that would have been like, "Whoa, nah, this is not happening." So that that may be where the 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 money for the training or where the training comes into play. I'm uh, of the mind of that if if the police want to train, they 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 can arbitrarily train. Like that's not that's not something. I don't know why your mind goes there immediately. Like if I'm Dak Prescott now, I don't. I'm not gonna hear. I'm not gonna be here, sit here, and, and call him out of his name or do whatever. I just, I'm just like, like, bro, like, who advised you to do that? I think that's what. That's where I'm at with it. Like that. 
you looked at and you assessed the situation and you thought training, you giving money to train, you may, you might be able to call for training. You should be, you should maybe be able to, you know what I mean, get a police sergeant or a captain or the commissioner um, and, and do a, you're the, you're, the, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm guessing he's going to try to do this in Dallas, not, or not in, I, I'm, I'm thinking he, I forget where he's from now. Florida, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, okay. I'm guessing he's trying to do this in Dallas. If you're thinking about doing any initiative, that's where I would think I would I would go. It just looks it just looks strange, and it, I, I'm not gonna I can't really you know what I mean put go into the heart of of a man and say what it is or isn't, but it just looks strange to me. Do we have any information about Dak's stance on kneeling? Uh, was he for it? Was he against it? Uh, did he, does he have any quotes about uh, that? I, I believe, uh, if I'm correct, Dak didn't uh, – he wasn't against guys kneeling. He just said he wasn't going to do it. He just said it is. That's not the way he'll, he'll – uh, he like to uh, participate in protests. And I'm okay with that. And, but, but, but I'm not because he's one of the premier. Him, Cam Newton, they were the premier black African-American quarterbacks at the time. And neither one of them knelt. They were looking for Cam Newton to speak up. This is fresh off his MVP season, right? And he had nothing to say, nothing to say. And now he's being blackballed. If Cam Newton was white, he'd have a job. Would he? I'm pretty sure. I, the, the league, the league needs quarterbacks. The league, they, there's there, there's 30, 32 positions of starters, and there's not enough backups to go around. Charlie Whitehurst had a job for years. Good yeah, boy, Charlie Jesus. Whitehurst don't, he's not going to cost as much as, as, as Cam Newton is. And Charlie Whitehurst can go sign with a team and can be the, the second, third string, and nobody knows. Cam Newton can't be that player. Just like Colin Kaepernick couldn't be that player. And I'm not, I'm not saying – clearly, I don't think they both were are, – are not on teams for the same reason, uh, uh, like the premier reason, but – Outside of Colin being, you know, saying being a disruptor, uh, his his cachet wasn't worth the headache, so to speak, to, to a lot of teams. It wasn't worth Cam Newton, on the other hand, I don't. I think Cam. A lot of Cam Newton's issues are are on on the field. You're saying that Cam Newton is a good uh, good enough player to be on the team. I agree, but. If his agent is wanting a, a, a starting shot, then you're going to have to wait. If your agent is saying, oh, we're going to wait till a, a starting position opens up and somebody gets hurt, then you, you're going to be a free agent, you know what I'm saying, a little long. So I don't think he's blackballed. I don't think, I, I don't think Cam is blackballed. Cam, because if Cam, Cam is blackballed, is a, RG3 wouldn't be on the team right now. Well, 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 RG3 has never spoke up against anything. RG3 is not tweeting about what's going on now. I, I don't ever remember RG3 standing up for anything. He's just getting a check. We know we know that if Cam goes for a team and the starter struggles, players are you know what I'm saying players are going to time for him. Fans are going to be like, oh, we should put Cam in. So so why can't Cam go to a Seattle where he can back up Russell Wilson? Nobody's going to be clamoring for Cam Newton Newton to play if Russell Wilson has two or three bad games. I don't know if I don't know if Seattle has the cap space to sign Cam Newton though. I mean, he, he should not be getting a premier contract. But that's what. But you you got a, a guy who has a, a former MVP. He's not taking the minimum. You can't buy those fancy outfits that he wears on the minimum. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor does it. He shops on a uh, Poshmark. <laughs> No, but like I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just feel like it's it's too multilayered just to assume that, that Cam is blackball. I don't think he's blackball. I think it's more of a wait and see approach with Cam Newton. Somebody's going to sign Cam Newton at some point. Somebody will sign him at some point. My thing is this: Fitzpatrick has a job every single year. He's on a new team every year, and he's also and he's always in a conversation to be a starter. You know, what I mean, he, I'm sure he's not making the the, the veteran minimum. Yeah, but he you're also got to get 
Cam Newton's um, probably trying to get twenty million right now. I believe that. But I mean, you you not, think okay, about, if you can pick any franchise you think that could use Cam Newton, LA. would you pay him twenty million? They ain't one so, franchise so, right now. So, I can't think of a franchise that should pay him twenty million, but. Clearly, I'm a Chargers fan. I would love to see Cam Newton as our starting quarterback moving forward. Now, but, now okay, let, let, let's take that. You said the Chargers. Now, imagine Philip Rivers is, is is not resigned. I don't know how much Philip Rivers was making his last year there, but I, but some of the reason why he wasn't resigned was 23 million. 23 million. 23 million. Now, do you let Philip Rivers go off his 23 million to sign Cam for 20? Or do you start fresh? So, twenty million is too high. Okay, fifteen million, which is probably somewhere in the middle. I think is the goal. Fifteen million. He will. He will. Exactly. He will. Like later on, when you realize, oh wait, that twenty's not coming. You got to get to that moment. You got to get to that place. And, and he's at the place this moment because clearly. You know, there was not the attention that he thought he was going to garner by being a free agent or, or, or asking to be released. What what teams are going to do is they're going to wait till they go through training camps, you know, so they can have – it's all about leverage. And you want to leverage the fact that he hasn't been in training camp. He may be rusty. It's, it's ways to, to justify not paying him top dollar. But the thing about it is I, I, I – if I sign Cam Newton, I would give him $20 million. You want to know why? Because if I'm a team that signs Cam Newton, that means it's obviously a need. Uh, and Cam Newton sells jerseys. Cam Newton puts butts in seats. So you see What's a return on investment. There's no team in the NFL that needs more fans than the Los Angeles Chargers. That's, I, I think the Jaguars could use them. The Jaguars could definitely use Cam Newton. Jaguars struggle to put seats in uh, bunch of seats. But, but at the same time, the Jaguars faithful value behind Garner Minshew for, you know, the, the flash of time that he showed. I would give 20 and I would I would nail him to that 20 million because the quarterback's probably getting 30. True. So, so, so you give a multi-year contract is what you're saying. I would give him a two-year deal. I would give Cameron a two-year, two-year, 40 million dollars. Absolutely. Two years, 40 million. And that second year ain't guaranteed. So if he if he starts, great. I got I got him for twenty million, and then I can give him an extension. If he if he doesn't start and he sucks, I can get rid of him. Absolutely. Especially if you have a especially if you have a rookie that you're paying rookie money, that gives you a longer time to not have to pay a rookie or, or have to worry about a rookie holding out or you know what I'm saying raising his value. You know, and you got to get uh, raked over the coals. Like you know, like a doc, like a defense is a Dak Prescott, absolutely. Who's going to be uh, looking to break the bank uh, on his next contract? And I feel like he's deserving to break it now. Like he's trying to break it now. I feel like he deserves it. You, you think so? Absolutely. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott definitely deserves to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. If he's the face of. Arguably a top five franchise, therefore elevating his profile. I think he's efficient enough. He has like the fan base is behind him. So if you got a quarterback who has the, the fan base behind him, he has the support of the team. He isn't a, a weak link, so to speak. Yeah, he deserves mm-hmm. it because if you give him the money now, he's going to outplay his contract. Dak is going to outplay whatever contract he gets. As long, as long as you don't expect it to end of the Super Bowl. I can't guarantee he's going to play the Super Bowl, but the Cowboys will always be competitive with him as the quarterback. He's a competent so, so that, quarterback. He, he, he's, he's, he's competent. That's the key word. You use the word competent. Not yes, elite. That's key. It's, 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 two different, it's two different categories. Elite quarterbacks are the ones who command the highest pay in the league. I disagree. That Prescott is not elite yet. I disagree. Because some, because you you can't just go off the right now. Because you got to go off the what about next year? Drew Brees is an elite quarterback, but Drew Brees, 
I can't see Drew Brees playing in three years. Right. That, but that's I because that he's, he's 41 years old. I see that playing in 10 years. So, so right now, would you sign Drew Brees to a four-year deal at $30 no, million a year? No, because he's 40. If Drew Brees – Some of the elite quarterbacks are over the hill as far as uh, how much productivity they're going to give you. So Absolutely. you have to take that in a, in, in a, in, into consideration. So you but, sign but now, when you sign somebody long-term, when, when you give this guy a long-term contract, you're saying he that he's still going – He only wants a four-year deal. The so, Cowboys so is he in his peak? So is Dak Prescott in his peak right now? I don't think so. Not only, not so only do I think Dak is not at his peak, I don't think the Cowboys I, – I think the Cowboys could be a competent coach and a, another weapon on offense away from really being a Super Bowl contending team. You can't be that with just Amari Cooper on the wideout. But C.D. Lamb may be, may be that piece. But, but he's going to command so much of that salary cap. He's taking up such a big portion of the salary cap that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be handcuffed That's for the, the next four years. Business, though. You're not going to, like, you're not going to look up a B.C. Seattle and, and, and draft a, a, a former wide receiver and turn him into quarterback and have a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, uh, underrated dogs on defense and then draft a quarterback who falls into the third round and all of a sudden you have a, a, a perennial playoff team like the Seattle Seahawks. That doesn't happen very often. You don't have oh, so the you can't you can't always be this the San Francisco 49ers who get to take advantage of uh, of conflict in New England where they get rid of a future I'm saying quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo because of people's egos and now you luck up and get him for basically pennies on the dollar. Now you have a quarterback in place. Now you have a great defense. Now all you need to do is find uh, off the line running backs and, and, and skill positions, which they're doing. They have the running back. They have wide receivers. They got the tight end. Now they're, they're, they're competitive. But Seattle's a little bit different because when Seattle was at his prime with the Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson was still on his rookie contract. All right. Exactly. When Russell. When he was when he signed a bigger contract, that's when Seattle took a step back because now they have to play him and they can't year. afford to put the players around him. Yeah, but, but they're, they're not still the every year. Yeah, but they were going Seattle, fourteen and two. Oh, let's be clear: Seattle's struggles have been because they have failed to replace beast mode because they have failed to take care of the offensive line. They're not. They, they that defense is still good. They're still. Well, uh, also the secondary. Cam, the secondary. They had the best secondary in the league by far. And now they don't have the money to replace those players because they're paying the quarterback. The great quarter, the good quarterbacks cost money. But a lot of them take pay cuts. Tom Brady took a pay cut. That's why we're able – and a lot of guys were able to go to the Patriots who were willing to take the veteran minimum. So that also makes makes a difference. What, what quarterback's taking the veteran minimum? I didn't say he took the veteran. I said players were willing to play with Tom Brady for less money. Tom Brady took less money. He's not taking the veteran minimum, but he's taking less money. Why? Because of the system. No, it's also because of the because, dynasty. It's also because he knows – Tom Brady knows how good that system is. That's why he's taking less money. And when you know how good the system is, you also know – you know, I'm just – I might be just as expendable as everybody else. So, yeah, I will take – I'm still getting paid great money. Don't get it twisted. Tom Brady's still getting paid great money. Absolutely. He's, not, he's, not, he's just not breaking the bank as far as quarterbacks go. If Tom Brady had been the player who wanted all the money, he wouldn't be in New England. Jimmy Garoppolo would be the quarterback right now. I agree. That's why but he Tom also Brady has endorsements. Dak Prescott doesn't have that quarterback in, in, in Dallas to make him say, you know what, I'll take less. Andy Dalton, that's supposed to make him take less? <laughs> if you threaten my job with Andy Dalton, you don't, des you don't deserve my talent. If, they if they're really threatening or thinking they're going to threaten uh, Dak Prescott's starting position by signing Andy Dalton, 
they deserve everything that comes their way. I agree. I, I, I agree, but but I, I don't think that that's that Prescott is not you, you can replace a that that Prescott. Tom Brady, you cannot. We're gonna find out this year, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. The year before Dak got the Dallas, oh boy. <laughs> they were struggling. They were no Rumble was hurt. Kellen Moore. <laughs> then Boys Romo State, was right? to come back that next year, and everybody was like, "Oh, Romo, Romo, Romo," and then he gets hurt, and immediately they was like, "Oh no, you wrote the cow." Everybody wrote the Cowboys off. It's a wrap. And then Dak Prescott came out of nowhere, like, "No, nah, no, nah, I got this." Thirteen and three for his rookie season. Yeah, but, I mean, don't forget. Don't forget they also had Zeke in the backfield. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't just strictly him dropping, taking a five-step drop and throwing the ball down the field. That no, was a talented team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. But part of the quarterback's job is to, is to not be a detriment to the team, and that's a big part of it. So you, like people, people call them Dak and Dunk, and people, people, people scoff at the quarterbacks who just take the easy pass. That's what the coach wants you to do. If the quarterback, if the coach has a play where it's like, yo, I can get you got a wide receiver X can get you five yards and get you the second down, or you can take a big shot over the top where the guy's double covered. I don't want the quarterback taking that shot double covered every time. I want a quarterback. Who's, you know what? I'm gonna take. You gonna give me this five yards? I'm gonna take this five yards, and then I'm gonna put you in the same position on second down. And that's what was good about that. They put you in a position to say, all right, Eva, you're going to give me the big play or you're going to give me the small play. And these small plays are going to take them saying they're going to add up. And that's what that takes advantage of. I see that. Um, because but, people say he can't throw. People, people, if that were if that were that poor of a thrower, then they wouldn't they wouldn't sit on double coverage on, on Amari Cooper. They wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? They would be sticking, they would be stacking eight in the box and just saying, okay, you can throw wherever you want to throw because I know you can't make the throws. He can make the throws. I don't think he's the most accurate quarterback of all time. He does, you know what I'm saying, throw some uh some ground balls here and there, but I don't think he he makes he doesn't make too many bad reads. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback at all. I I think he's a good quarterback. I, I don't ever see him being top five. Um, and, and that's why I would be afraid to give him, you know, a monster four or five year contract. Right. Uh, because. But here's the thing. You give that Prescott the, the contract this year and all the quarterbacks that you think are better than him or potentially better than him. In three years, they'll have contracts to justify that because they'll have they'll be up for their contracts and they'll have new money. Right. New money's going to come to the, best, the next quarterback anyway. If it's not if it's not Dak this year, it's going to be in two years. It's going to be Kyler Murray, who, who may not prove nothing in Arizona, but in two years he's going to be like, "Yo, I, I want a I want a new contract." Right. You know what I'm saying? And, so it's, and like, it's all about the market because your your boy Kirk Cousins just just you know got he murdered the market. You know what I mean? He murdered he it. Extended. I guess you do have to pay for mediocre, halfway talented quarterbacks. So. I mean, I get it. You know, Kurt is not uh, a mediocre average quarterback. He's slightly above average. He's, okay, he's an 80. <laughs> but, he's, you know, he's, he's slightly, slightly, above, slightly above, average. above average. That He used that Michigan State uh, <laughs> education to its benefit. Yeah, he did. Kurt, Kurt Cousins, in my opinion, has, has potentially done in the NFL what LeBron James did in the NBA. A lot of guys in the NFL are envious of how the contracts in the NBA are structured, but yet they don't they don't fight for those contracts. And mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins played the long game and said, "You know what? I know they're going to franchise me. Matter of fact, I think they'll franchise me twice." And he was right. And it's like, okay, they got they got crazy paid, but you know yep. they could. We know they couldn't franchise them for a third year. And it worked the out. Franchise has like twenty five million. What's twenty five, twenty seven million? If he got a, if he got the third franchise tag, it'd have had him in the thirties. So the NBA has 
said that they're planning on uh, resuming the season at the end of July with 22 teams. The eight teams in the East that are currently in the playoffs, eight teams in the West currently in the playoffs, five other teams from the West that are in within, uh, I think, three or four games, and then the Wizards who are in the, currently in the ninth spot. John Wall, however, for the Washington Wizards, said that even if they have a chance to make the playoffs, he will not be playing until next season. As a fan of the Washington Wizards, uh, what's your take on that? Uh, personally, I feel like he's making the right call. Do the Wizards have a legitimate shot to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Do they have a legitimate chance to win the championship? No. I want to make sure that John Wall, he's, I mean, he's not a cornerstone player. I want to make sure that John Wall is 100% healthy uh, when he does return on the court and legitimately has a chance to compete. And, and right now with the 22 game or 22 teams, there's no chance for the Wizards to actually compete and to win the championship. So then why play it all? Like, if you look at your roster, why play it all? It's like, if you literally look at the roster, like next year, a lot of these teams are going to look the same. So you're just going to sit out next year too? That's not how it works. You, so, you, I mean, you go to war, you go to battle with what, what you got. You, you dance with who you came here with. And John Wall got injured. It'll be over a year. Since he since he got injured, and he, if the doctors the doctors clear him to play, and he still sits, you're still gonna feel that way. Mm -hmm. And just assume that oh, John Wall comes back next year, he'll be good to go. So so do we know for a fact that the doctors cleared him to play? I don't know, but I don't think he's speaking on that that that. I believe he even said that he was 100%. I believe he said he was 110% healthy. As a fan of the game, I don't, I don't, if you, if you are healthy, I want you to play. I want you to play. What do you, what do you mean you don't have a, have a shot? I remember 1999 when the Knicks weren't the favorite to go to the finals. Sure enough, they got, I mean, they didn't win the finals, they lost to the Spurs. But they got there. And I think I think that's a that's a big part of why you play the game. I, I think success, uh, success breeds success. I, I like don't don't condemn these guys for oh I'm sitting out and da 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 and talk about the, the tougher era. Like I've heard them talk about how, you know what I'm saying, the era that he started in was tougher than this era, da, da, da. Well you you you're sort of being a product of this era. And then he made a statement, oh, uh, I'm going to be like the, the, the 16, 17 John Wall. And you add that with the now Bradley Bill, we're going to be a problem. Well, once you give us a sneak peek of that in July. I mean, at the, at the worst, at the worst, like, you, like you're, not even, I think you're not even guaranteed to make the playoffs. Who's to say that Orlando is going to let you take that A spot? And, and that's my point. Because Markel Folks' injury is healing up. You know, that young boy from, from Maryland? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He healing up. He ready to rock. So I, I don't even know if the Wizards can beat Orlando. You talking about competing for a championship. They may not even beat Orlando. If John Wall goes out there. John Wall there, on his legacy that he couldn't even beat Orlando. But this is the thing. If he goes out there and gets hurt again, if he goes out there and gets Come hurt, on, you, you can't. Look. What are you what are you in this to be? Are you in this to be great? Is that what you're here for? Look, people people quick to point out the, the early playoff teams of, of, of Michael Michael Jordan and the Bulls and how they were making the playoffs and they weren't even five hundred hundred teams. Uh and even in the last dance when they show how Michael Jordan had that injury and came back before he was supposed to. I'm not and I'm not saying hey, come back before you're supposed to. Over a year's time. It, it's hard to believe that that's before you're supposed to. But but this is the first time John Wall has said that he's felt healthy. 
He's been playing with all kind of knee issues, ligament damage. I want to make sure that he's 100% healthy and ready to go and, and ready to compete. And right now, I don't think that we can necessarily compete. I think I, I think it's a waste of season. I actually would prefer for the Wizards not to even be in playoff contention. I prefer to have a draft pick. So next year, the same with a team. Are you expecting them to compete? I, What's I, different I, about that team? Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that, that was okay. good. I, uh, Rudy Gobert. If, if, if we play a whole season with a healthy John Wall and an upgraded big man, it might, it's probably not going to be Rudy Gobert, but. Um, I mean, I mean, somebody halfway decent. Nobody but they have Thomas Bryant on the contract. Who? Thomas Bryant is on the contract. I like Thomas Bryant, but I think we need somebody at the power four position. I, I so think Thomas know, Bryant is a good player, and and, and I I think that Troy Brown, that combination of Troy Brown, is in you know, uh, the players that you put around him are, are not going to do it. I think Troy Brown has had enough time. I think it's. I think I'm ready to move on past Troy Brown. Why? You don't think he, he's come along this year? I don't. I, I don't think he's as good as Kelly Oubre. You know what I mean? No? Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter, I think we're, we're both better players. Than oh, Troy Brown. God. You disagree? Yes. He's better than both of them? I think he brings more value to the team because, I, as I a, so. he's, because he's on his rookie deal. Yes, that's true. Oop. Oubre was on his way to getting more money than he was worth. He's not performing to his contract in Phoenix. They already, they already put him on a trading block. And, uh, and, and, and the same things were happening in Phoenix as it was happening here, where it's like he gave you flashes, you like his personality, but his game doesn't, doesn't translate on a consistent basis. He still makes boneheaded, you know, plays. Where he's just undisciplined, you know, and, and I like Ubre, but I feel like I don't like you talking about how you didn't, the way you feel about Troy Brown not not uh, developing. I felt the same thing with Ubre. I mean, just think about this. I feel like Ubre was one of the reasons why the Wizards lost that series against the Celtics well, because he got hurt. That, that, no, no, that he got suspended. Yeah, that's what it was. He got suspended. When he got into it with Kelly Olynyk. Right. That cost the Wizards of series. That was one of the things, I can say it, it was one of the things that cost in the series. Mm -hmm. And you need, like, the best teams have players with high IQ. Like, you don't win championships with players who just lace up their sneakers and go out and hoop. 